2: Hello Amy. Hey Kess and welcome everybody to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We're your hosts, you know us, we know you. Let's get into it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So we haven't been in the studio for a couple of months. I know, eight weeks. I know, so it's lovely to be back here in freezing Melbourne.
2: It is lovely in Melbourne, may I say. Kess, what have you been doing the last eight weeks?
3: Well, maybe I'll just tell you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Not every. Probably. Every. We don't need
2: to know the whole lot.
3: <laughs> I've been working with this beautiful client lately who has um kid. She's got two children, one with special needs. So it's been lovely to um, work with her and um, listen to her stories and um, carry her while she's been challenged by the decluttering process. So it's always fun.
2: And so has that been a big client? Like as in when I say big client, is it more than two or three sessions? Are you there for an extended period of time, or is it like a you know just a quick declutter?
3: And no, she's wanting her whole house done. Excellent. So we have done quite a bit already. Um you may have seen on the, um facebook page a couple of weeks ago um her garage
2: oh that was that one yeah that was a great time i love your time lapse i feel like that's your signature i couldn't do that if i tried like i don't even barely know how to take a photo on my phone yeah we know yeah every photo (laughs) i take is blurry So I love that you do that. You kind of carry that load. And this is the first time we're recording as we are fully one. We are fully united. Yes,
3: we are the art of decluttering. There's
2: no feels like home and simply organized anymore. I know. Every, so that's that's been huge for us.
3: It has, and it's just we're still got lots to organize and lots to sort through, but it's fun, and we're enjoying the process.
2: Yeah. And I'm really, really excited about all the new things we can do together because we're having to, you know, previously we were running three businesses and now we're just running one. So we've taken our own advice and gone simple and simplified and streamlined and we're loving it.
3: Yes. Sorry. Was that a yawn? It was
2: a yawn. Did you try and muffle it? Yes.
3: So I drove down on um, Saturday afternoon after Oliver's taekwondo grading. So got into Melbourne quite late and I'm tired. And then we had a family dinner last night and I'm quite tired from that too. So I-
2: wake up i will be peppy and we've happy. got our um we've got tea so we'll be good
3: yeah and i've got my unicorn shoes on
2: Kirsty has i'm going to take some photos today of what we both wore into the studio <laughs> because it's very us Kirsty's wearing unicorn rainbow sparkly mirrored shoes and i'm wearing ugg boots that are probably 20 years old yeah so we're going to take a photo pop that up <laughs> on the facebook page um why don't we jump into today's topic let's we're talking about having house guests and what kind of preparation, what do you actually need to keep for house guests? Mm. What, how often do you actually have house guests? Yep. Varies for different people. So, Kirst, um, start us off.
3: Yeah, well, I think those are good questions to start with. How often do you actually have guests? <laughs> Sometimes we have large houses and we have a room that is a guest room or slush. Slash, slash slash junk room yeah which was episode 102 we spoke all about the junk room mm-hmm. and we if we have a large house we often have a guest room and then we might actually never have guests
2: no and i think some people buy a house with the, like in their need list is a guest room mm. and so you're going to pay what an extra 10 15 grand for this room for the guests that maybe stay Five times a year, if that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And then you have the other end of the spectrum where you may have come from overseas and your parents or parents-in-law live overseas and they come for six months at a time. Our neighbour, we live um, in western Sydney, northwestern Sydney, and we have loads of um, families um, in our neighbourhood who have their parents and parents-in-law live for six months of the year with them. So... That is a very good reason to have a spare bedroom and it a is guest an excellent room. Excellent
2: reason. Yes. And in in my mind, I differentiate guests, children versus adults. So when we have children guests, they sleep on the floor. Like we don't have a spare mattress. Like we could blow up a camping mattress, but what we tend to do is get the chase pillow from our couch, which is just ginormously long and put sheets on that and kids sleep on that my kids would happily sleep on the floor in a sleeping bag or yeah you know like I just so kids I don't really worry about there's plenty of options for children and they're not heavy and their bones aren't sore so you know sleep on the floor but I'm not going to make you sleep on the floor or on the couch if you come to my house
3: oh thank you what are you going to do
2: Well, that's a very good question. I was thinking about it the other day, if you want to stay at my house for the IPO conference. Yes. But what I would do is Elijah would sleep in Jessie's room on the floor and then one of our bedrooms is fully empty, the same as what you did when I came up to Sydney. Yes,
3: (laughs) except we have a bunk bed. Our house is slightly different to yours. You've only got three beds in your house. Correct. We have five, how many beds? Yeah, five beds in our house.
2: One, two. You have four beds. No, we've got, five. Do you have another bed somewhere? Yeah, we've
3: got a trundle. Amelie's bed oh. is a tr- got a trundle underneath it.
2: Very good. So. so, what do you do? Say your parents were coming up to Sydney.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Do what's your? How do you house them in your house? <laughs>
3: Great question. We house them in my aunt's house, who lives oh, half an hour away. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but when we, you know, when you came up to Sydney, you stayed in one of my kids' beds and the kids went into um, shared a room. But the same when Simon's parents come up, we do the same. They just sleep in with the kids. Yep. Um, we don't offer them a bed together. Mm-hmm. That's okay. <laughs> and, um, or we would just, um, if, you know, we had a couple who wanted to sleep together. Then we would say to our friends, hey, has anyone got a double mattress that we can mm. lend?
2: The other option is you can make it kind of fun and you can give them the like your bed and then you sleep with your kids. Like you get to sleep yeah. in your kids' beds and they get to sleep on the floor. Like if we're talking for a couple of nights, I think there's some really creative solutions rather than feeling like, oh my goodness, my house needs an extra how many square metres for the few times a year that we have to accommodate people.
3: Yeah. And you can have, you don't even need the guest room, even like you could just house people in the lounge room, Absolutely. particularly if they're adults and you're up chatting and talking. Yeah. Um, maybe not so much in your house where there's it's all open.
2: <laughs> yeah, but if you had a separate lounge maybe or something yeah. like that. There are so many options. And if you think about it, like this is a very first world episode.
3: Yeah, totally.
2: Because I've got plenty of family and friends who have had 15, 20 people sleeping in their two bedroom house. And that's not even something to bat an eyelid at. If you're talking about overseas and in different kind of cultures. And so very first world episode. Yeah. Very first world episode.
3: But we are speaking to... Our first world listeners.
2: We are. And the reason we're doing this episode is because lovely Susan requested that we did it. And there was a conversation on our Facebook community page last week, I think, um, talking about how do you facilitate house guests and how do you make decisions about what you need to have for them.
3: Mm. So, yeah, I think we've spoken about whether or not you even need a guest room and thinking about how long somebody is staying for instance, my poor parents, we're here at the moment, they had three people, three different groups of people request to stay at their house this week.
2: No way. That's because <laughs> your parents are so hospitable. That's y- so lovely. Yes.
3: And we trumped.
2: Yeah, good.
3: <laughs> so we had um, friends from, coming from overseas from Canada.
2: Oh, the bishops. Yeah, the Got bishops there. were coming
3: Um, there that they're staying with their Stu's parents in Shepparton, but they were coming down to Melbourne to catch up with people. So I was like, oh, whenever you're in, you know, make sure you always ask mum and dad. <laughs> Except when I'm coming. And then mum and Mum and dad are like, yeah, they're coming at the same time as you. So can you stay with your siblings? And I'm like, yeah, of course we can. And then my aunt and my cousin also asked if they could come, like ask to stay at mum and dad's. Um, but it's my aunt and my cousin, my you know, 34-year-old cousin. <laughs> so they're not necessarily wanting to share a bedroom oh, or sh- yes. and share a bed. So my parents have got Feckle. two spare bedrooms and they've got a double, um, they've got one of those triple bunks, like the double oh, yeah, bed double the bottom. Yep. and then the single on top. So that works well for me and the two kids. Mm-hmm. I can, they can either sleep down the bottom or I can sleep with one down the bottom and the other one is up the top. And then they've got a double bed. So that didn't quite work with my aunt and my cousin (laughs) because my 34-year-old cousin does not want to share a bed with his mum anymore. (laughs) Um, So they ended up doing what we have suggest is thinking about going to an Airbnb.
2: Yes. I'm a huge fan of Airbnb. Whenever I travel interstate for client work. Airbnb all the way in fact now every time we holiday we Airbnb I don't think we have not Airbnb'd in three or four years
3: yeah that's because you also go and stay with your
2: friends oh that's true we've stayed with Jess and Mark twice as well (laughs) (laughs) but Airbnb is not expensive and if realistically you're talking about two or three times a year so say you do once a year in-laws and Mm. you're like well I need a spare place for them to stay maybe just scope out an Airbnb close to you and shout them that. It's cheaper than you having a whole room in your house, excess, extra than what you actually need. So Airbnb for that win, not a sponsored rant.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what my aunt and cousin have done. And another idea is just asking around to see if any of your friends are going on holidays. Like we're down here during the holidays, so we could have house sat somebody's house while they went on holidays, which has often happened. We've got friends who live around the corner who have often um, said, hey, if you want to stay at our house for a couple of days over Christmas, you can because we're going up to Bright. So thanks, Mel and Adam. That's great. Um,
2: I like that idea.
3: Yeah, so just hop on and ask if any friends are going away and, you know, hop on Facebook, ask around, see if anyone's away and happy to non-Airbnb but Airbnb their house for your relatives pretty good or friends coming from overseas
2: do you live in the hills or the north shore or sydney central what are some of the other areas in sydney curse the shire the inner west northern beaches so i only found out recently from curse that you sydney siders have like zones and areas that you like identify yourselves by so if you live in any one of those and you need some professional organising services to help in your home, you need to get Kirsty in because she's freaking amazing. So if you want to have Kirsty in to help you declutter, email us at hello at theartofdecluttering.com.au and we're going to put you in touch.
3: Oh, I'd so love that. I would love, love, love to meet more and more listeners and to be able to help you hands-on and get the most out of your house and make you able to live in freedom and grace and joy in your home. So call me, contact us, however,
2: find me. I'll find you. I can't find you. (laughs) So send us that email or DM us on Insta or private message us on Facebook. But Kirst is like there. She's ready, Sydney Siders. She's ready to come and transform your home with you.
0: Hold up.
2: All right, let's get back to the show. So what kind of things, if you are hosting a guest, whether or not you have a guest room or not, what kind of things do you think, Kirst, are reasonable to do in preparation? Like how many towels, sets of sheets do you need to provide food and Wi-Fi? Do you need, like, what is it that you would want? Do you need space to unpack your clothes?
3: Yeah, I think it comes back to how long somebody's staying for. So you know if they're just staying for a night or two i don't i don't ever expect to have an empty cupboard and empty drawers to unpack my suitcase in i just yeah. go cool there's my suitcase on the floor i'll dig into my suitcase that's a natural drawer and cupboard by itself i don't need something <laughs> else but if they are you know if somebody is staying for a couple of weeks or a couple of months then i definitely think that you um, I would clear out a cupboard for them and have shelving and like ha- if they were staying in a bedroom, then I'd definitely prepare the bedroom for them. Mm. So if it meant that the kids had to share for a couple of months, then the kids, you know, Emily's clothes go into Oliver's wardrobe. Yeah. Um, so that that person has a, you know, space to feel at home Mm. so um, I think there is a difference between staying a couple of nights where you're just visiting and therefore you feel like a visitor you're waited upon you're cared for in that in you know yeah um,
2: you don't go and help yourself to food in the pantry necessarily yeah
3: unless you're mum and dad and brother and sister and that's you know just expect it but if you're friends and you're then I would expect to like you know can I make you a cup of tea can I get you breakfast can I what can I do for you
2: or I'm coming to your house for breakfast
3: (laughs) but if you're staying for a couple of months then hey you're yeah you're you're part of his family yeah you pull your weight you this is the rules that we live by this is you know, this is how our family works. So yeah. you just have to fit in. I mean, obviously, there's, you know, you know, particularly for your parents-in-law and you're know, from a culture that um, honors more than typical Australians honor their elderly family members, <laughs> then you would still be doing all of that. Um, but it, yeah, in my family, if you were decided to live with my house for a couple of months. <laughs> Um, but I would still be getting you, you know, when we, we have people stay, I still pull out a towel and a face washer and yeah. put it on their bed. And... I think
2: that's nice though. Like that's It's for them but it's also part of you expressing who you are and the hospitality and the welcome that you want to extend. Yeah. So I think um, having – so if you were to – when someone stays at your house, do you have guest towels or do you just give them like a Feruja towel?
3: they probably just get a frugia towel we do have a couple of spare towels so they might get one of them but it just it just
2: but you don't have like special ones you've set aside for guests no lots of people do i know yeah um i, I see linen cupboards yes we see lots of <laughs> linen cupboards <laughs> these are
3: the guest towels right and
2: how, often how often do they, do they get, get used,
3: used? And uh, why they, they haven't been used in five years why do why why aren't your why aren't you using them instead of these threadbare towels that you have?
2: <laughs> that is exactly where my brain was going. Yeah. So many people have these gorgeous, luscious linen for guests and then are threadbare ratty themselves.
3: Yeah, and the same with their beds and their duna covers. It's yeah. all like, why why you say I mean, you don't want to give your guests your povo stuff and like stuff that's threadbare. But why aren't you honouring yourself and respecting yourself by having the beautiful stuff for yourself 100% well?
2: preach it, sister. Yeah. If I could fist pump you from over here in the studio, <coughs> I would. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> um, I think it's, I don't personally think it's necessary to have like set aside no. linen for guests. I think if you've got two or three sets of sheets in rotation for the size of bed that you would give a guest – Then providing that not everybody wets the bed on the same night, you're totally sorted. And if everybody wets the bed on the same night, you've got bigger issues than having guest linen. So you've probably given people food poisoning. Yes.
3: (laughs) And then probably the best bet is just to (laughs) go out and buy new stuff.
2: Um, but I think putting a towel, a face washer, having a clean, make sure the sheets are clean. Like even if it's just a night, just change the sheets. Be, do what you would like people to do for you. Mm. Um, have a comfy pillow or have two pillows, one little one and one fatter one so that your guests can choose. What about toiletries? Should you keep like every toiletry you've ever got at a hotel for the three times you'll have guests?
3: <laughs> well, it depends. Again, it depends on how often you have guests. So no if you if you very rarely have guests um, and you very rarely um, go camping or you know need little toiletries yourself, don't collect them from the hotels that you go to or collect them and pass them on to share the dignity or other charities that take um, that take that size toiletries. Um, my dad and mum. Um, My dad travels quite a lot for his job and so he does collect everything and then I think there's a bowl in their bathroom that probably has toiletries from 2010.
2: Lovely. (laughs) Because
3: I hate shampoo and conditioner Ah, from hotels. They're not so good. No,
2: and most women, and I don't know about most men, but most women, like you have a conditioner shampoo that you use. Like when I come to your house, even if I was coming from a day and I needed to wash my hair, I'm bringing my own stuff. Yeah. I'm not relying on what somebody else provides me.
3: Yeah, I'm a bit different. I'm happy too if I'm only coming for a day. But yeah. if I was coming for a week, then what well, was different at my parents, I just they had the same stuff that we have. But I don't like using the I, – I don't use the hotel stuff. No. Because it's not so good for my hair.
2: (laughs) No, that's right. Exactly. But I think if you do want to leave a little something for your guests, maybe put a little chocolate bar or, you know, something that's a gesture rather than necessarily wasteful and having little plastic containers just flooding our earth.
3: You do want people to feel welcome in your house. So whatever that welcome looks like to you. Do that.
2: Yeah, I've never got to someone's house and found a little chocolate on the pillow and gone, oh, they shouldn't have. I'm like, yes, they did.
3: It's the best. <laughs> I never think about doing that. Oh,
2: next time I come, I expect a little chocolate. Yeah,
3: No, that's a lot of pressure to, for <laughs> me to remember that.
2: I'll tell Emily, she'll remember. Yeah. She totally would.
3: Wi-Fi password.
2: Yes, necessary.
3: Necessary? Yeah,
2: well, not necessary, but I think it's nice. Pint. Yep. I mean... My kids are at the age now where you have a play date and one of the first things the kids do is get the Wi-Fi password because they've always bought their devices and they know that once they've, like, burnt off energy for a while, they're allowed to sit and play together. And so my Wi-Fi password is, like, known by half of my suburb. <laughs> so I just think it's, it's nice. Yeah. It's not necessary. You're right. But it's a nice little gesture of welcome.
3: No, and it is and, – and particularly if you're staying for a couple of days – like you want to, yeah. like, you know, staying overnight, you can, you know, go with your own. You can rough it. You can rough <laughs> it on your own network yeah. and be paying or not paying if you've got unlimited. But <laughs> Yeah.
2: um, One of the things I really like to know when I stay at someone's house is where do I put my wet towel? Hmm. Because not every bathroom has like obvious space for you to hang an extra towel. Because a lot of bathrooms like there's three kids and there's three spots to hang your towel. That's just me. Like, tell me, where do I put my towel? And then I always tell our guests, hey, once you've used your towel, just pop it in the dirty clothes basket. Just a simple thing. You're looking at me like that's not something you ever would have thought of. Yep, exactly. Yeah.
3: But that's why we're all unique and different. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what the conversation is around this podcast episode when we release it.
2: Oh, please come into our Facebook community. If you are not part of it, there's thousands of us. That are decluttering and organizing super fans. <laughs> Some of the discussions are gold. And that's a great place to ask questions if you've got questions. We have a lot of our topics are in fact I think every topic today is requested from someone on that page. Ooh. So just search the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and you will find it.
3: I like to tell our kids not to wake up our guests and to give our and to give our guests space.
2: Oh, good thought.
3: Whether or not certain child of mine listens is a different topic
2: of conversation but she does it because she loves people oh, how did you know i was talking about the she
3: <laughs> in my family <laughs> yeah she does love people but i do try to you know warn them hey amy is sleeping yeah let's be quiet let's let her sleep let's be gracious don't busts into the bathroom when she's in the shower, (laughs) like knock on the door of the toilet. Like just because my kids are at that age that they haven't, we don't have heaps of people in our house all the time. So they don't know to knock on the door.
2: That's really sweet. (laughs) But they're really good things to think about. Yeah. Really good. (laughs) So. I think think that's it in terms of um, things to provide and things to think about. But I think what you want to do when you're thinking about house guests is be treating other people how you would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So be thinking about them. You don't want a big fuss made of you when you're staying at someone else's house. Like you don't want sure. to feel like you're an intrusion.
3: Depends on who you are.
2: <laughs> I don't want to feel like I'm having I, a big fuss made.
3: I, I want balloons going off as I enter <laughs> a house. I want I want. I want fireworks every night. It should be a very special occasion. They should be honoured and feel the feel privileged that I would stay out there.
2: And this is how we're different. Yes. This is your shoes versus my shoes exactly.
3: today. The yes. unicorn is present.
2: Whereas mine are very... The
3: bogan hum- is also present. <laughs> <laughs> the humble one who doesn't want to make a, a fuss is present. And, the, and you. And me. <laughs>
2: So treat others as you would want to be treated.
3: Come or on. think about them and how think they want them. to be
2: treated. That's true. That's true. So, care if you want to stay in my house, I will put on a full fanfare. <laughs> but I think
3: it's, it's important to think about the other person because, yeah. I mean, yes, of course, treat somebody how you would want to be treated. But if, you're, if you don't care, but you know that that other person actually, their love language is getting a chocolate on their pillow. Then provide the chocolate on the yep. pillow it's not that big a deal and it will make them feel loved
2: yep because you're inviting people into your family yeah I love it I love it so come and join our Facebook community this week we've had lots of fun Kirst do we have a review
3: we do have a review ooh,
2: ooh, if you haven't left a review yet scolding scolding toward you
3: <laughs> no love there's only love towards <laughs> you
2: <laughs> jump on Facebook though. I mean, Facebook. What's it called? Apple Podcasts.
3: You can jump on Facebook, or you can you can leave a review on Facebook if you'd like.
2: Yeah, but Apple Podcasts is the place to go because that's where a lot of the algorithms draw their algorithmy things from. Yes,
3: but if you are not, if you don't, if you listen elsewhere, then any podcast, loads of podcast apps, give you the ability to leave a review. So leave one. So leave one. Then other people can see what you love about us and and we are encouraged by you. Yes, we are. Like we are encouraged by Rachel Lilly says, I've been listening since day one as I randomly found your podcast while needing something inspirational in my ears while tackling my biggest procrastination area, tidying and decluttering my home. Amy and Kirsty weave the concept of freedom and grace throughout many episodes. I personally found the episode on mental health and mental loads super helpful, but was surprised how relevant the episodes on death and cancer were. So don't let those titles put you off. Who knew a decluttering podcast could promote self-acceptance and make me cry with aha moments? Keep it up. You're doing an amazing job.
2: Oh. Thank you. We have had so much fun. I can see our guest for our next episode is in the studio, so we're going to sign off and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learnt something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see
3: the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there.
2: If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at Patreon.com/slash/The of Decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.
0: Hold up.